Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,348. Today on Cars Yeah, I'm celebrating the 7th annual Carmel Mission Classic that takes place on Wednesday, August 14th at the Carmel Mission in Carmel-by-the-Sea during the Monterey Pebble Beach Car Week. For more information, go to carmelmissionclassic.org. No success in life compensates for failure in the home. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest calling in from Farmington, Utah, Troy Dunn. Hey, Troy, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Strapped in, positioned in front of the airbag, ready to go. Okay, I'll make sure that airbag doesn't deploy on you today. Hey, if it does, something well is happening here. We're having a good ride. Uh, Yeah, I guess so. Troy Dunn is the founder of Branded Title Marketplace, the world's only website dedicated exclusively to branded title vehicles. Branded vehicles are those that have experienced an insurance incident and are then reconditioned. Troy is known to millions of TV viewers as The Locator. He has been on national TV for 28 years, and he, along with his team, have reunited over 40,000 families worldwide. That is incredible. He has made over 500 appearances on national television and has been interviewed by the likes, including, of Oprah, Barbara Walters, and Dr. Phil. And now he's being interviewed by Mark Green. How cool is that? With a deep appreciation for rebuilt cars and trucks, Troy is setting out to change the narrative around branded vehicles. Through podcasting, magazines, and televisions, he and his team are working to celebrate and elevate the value of salvage vehicles and the talented people who rebuild them. So Troy, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment, share a little more about your business and a very obvious passion for automobiles? Wow. Well, first of all, thank you. That was a very generous introduction. I am humbly, I don't want to sound schmoozy, but I am really excited to be on your show. Your podcast is, uh, you're like the top result in Google for anything about automotive podcasts. So uh, super thankful to be here Well, five years of work and 80 hours a day has paid off, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. That's the definition of luck, right? Hard work. Yeah. Well, well done. So, you know, my least favorite topic in the world is probably me, but I would just tell you that I am, I live a blessed life. I'm grateful and thankful for all that I have. I uh, started at, at the age of 21 years old with my high school sweetheart that I married, and we discovered that my family is three generations of adoption and wanted to help my mom find her birth family, which we did. And that was a very emotional experience for me. So we ended up launching a little organization out of my buddy's back bedroom to find missing family members for others. And it took off, and we uh, we grew it rather quickly, and we eventually were in all 50 states and 32 countries. And then one day, Ancestry.com came along and bought the whole thing. And that kind of left me with a non-compete agreement, so I just kept doing what I was doing before, which is reuniting families on TV. But instead of doing it for a business, I just did it for my life's work. And that's how we ended up in the national media. My obsession with cars, I have to clarify because I don't want to be, I don't want to steal thunder from real men out there. (laughs) I am incapable of fixing or repairing cars unless it requires a jump start. That I'm good at. Everything beyond that is beyond my skill set. I am just a fanatic about cars in general. 
we grew up poor, as most people probably say when they refer to their childhood, but we did. And so one of the things that you can do even when you're poor is go to car shows and wander. At least you could back in the day. I guess now sometimes they charge big gate fees. But anyway, my dad took me to more classic car shows than I can even count. And my greatest memories are just strolling up one aisle and down the next with my dad and him telling me, well, that's a 57 Chevy. And you can tell by the way the fenders are. And this is that. And this is the other. And it was amazing to me. And meeting the guys who had taken these things, some of them, you know, right out of the junkyard and brought them back to this amazing pristine existence in it. That was amazing. And so as I got older and got closer to getting my license, my dad was always teaching us that there's nothing wrong with buying a car that's been rebuilt because parts are parts. And so one part gets broke, you take it off, put a brand new part on and you it's back to good again. And so I never had any, you know, fear of that concept. And most of the cars I've owned in my life have been rebuilt vehicles from various scenarios. And I've taught my kids the same. And if you were to be at my house today, you'd see rebuilt cars in my garage and you'd see rebuilt cars in all my adult children's cars. Anyway, and then uh, I started to realize that not everybody understood that and that people were fearful of them. And then I looked closer and realized that There are entire companies out there who make hundreds of millions of hundreds of millions of dollars scaring the bejeebas out of people and giving them information that is, quite frankly, mostly hype and BS, I guess. I'm trying to keep it family friendly. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. And so as I got to know more and more people in the salvage and rebuilt automotive industry, and I mean people, I won't drop names, but just in very, very large organizations with massive amounts of money and resources, even they were saying it's such a ridiculous fight to get past all of the propaganda that the other side puts out. And so I said, well, you know what? I've spent 28 years in the national media. I have really deep resources in television and publishing and technology. And you know what? I'm going to build a bunch of weapons for that industry so that they can begin to educate people. And so that's how we gave birth to Resurrect Media. And one of our first platforms is brandedmarketplace.com where people can buy and sell rebuilt cars. So that's, I'm way out of my lane with with my professional career. I'm just over here in the lane next to it of my passion. (laughs) Well, that's what Cars is all about. Enthusiasts, passionate, inspiring automotive enthusiasts who've taken their passion for cars and uh, flipped it into, I'll plug in flipped because we're talking about cars that could be damaged here, flipped it into a lifelong passion. So I'm intrigued by this too, and we're going to learn a lot more about your business and this branded term, because it was something fairly new to me. I've always thought of the word salvage, which is, of course, a negative word in and of itself. And I know we talk a lot about cars that are repaired and fixed incorrectly, and that's the danger. And we'll talk about that, too. But first, I want to talk about or ask you for a success quote or a mantra. This is some kind of saying that's been instrumental in forming your life and your success. And it's a really nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on cars yeah so troy take the wheel wow so i have one and i've had one for 30 years and it's never changed and if you ever get an email from me you'll always see it at the bottom it doesn't matter what the email is it's just part of my subject line and there's if you came to my home you'd see it on a plaque in the den it is my life mission and statement and mantra and it is no success in life compensates for failure in the home and I live by that because I have, you know, like you, I'm on the second half of my life now. And I have seen and met and witnessed so many people 
who have been successful in the eyes of the world, but have absolutely failed miserably within the four walls of their own home, their marriages, their parenting, et cetera. And I just personally believe there's nothing you'll ever do outside of your home that will ever compare to the success or failure that you'll experience in your home. And so for those who run away from the responsibilities of marriage and parenting and they say, well, you know, I'm on my 15th spouse and I hardly know my kids and I've missed every football game and blah, blah, blah. But hey, look at this cool thing I do Monday through Friday from nine to five. I don't have, and this is terribly judgmental sounding, I don't mean it to be, but I don't have a lot of respect for people who have tossed their families aside in lieu of chasing gold and shiny objects. And so for me, that's my mantra. No success in life compensates for failure in the home. I love this. And I know you have eight children. I do. You have six boys, two girls. And a wife who's a saint. Uh, for one sure. wife. <laughs> and one wife. Yeah, one wife. Yeah. Uh, High school sweetheart, 31 years. All of our children are both of ours and no twins and no adoption. It's just wow. eight one at a time the old fashioned. We collect them, you know, everybody's got hobbies. Yeah, yeah. I like to collect cars, you collect kids. Oh my gosh. Well, you know, this is great. And I think this is really important because we all have known those folks. And especially in the media world, you see these famous people who are so wealthy, movie stars and directors and all these people who are so wealthy and they've had multiple wives and their kids are a mess or they're all on drugs or they're on drugs. I mean, and you just, I think you're right. And I hope that the concept of that is changing a bit with generations coming along and that all these material things aren't as important. When you think about people like Dave Ramsey, who's out there to try to convince people that you shouldn't get in debt, you shouldn't live in debt and help them get out of debt so that they're not burdened by that and all these things. So I think that's fantastic. Kudos to you. It is definitely the right way to live a life and much, much more rewarding for sure. And you have a responsibility when you have children. You do have a responsibility for those people, those human beings. So, you know, every male can become a father because that just takes a few seconds. But to become a dad is a lifelong investment. And unfortunately, I've met too many men who have wandered away from their responsibilities as a dad and think that being a CEO or a co-founder or a sale, whatever it is, more important. And I hurt for them. It doesn't make me angry at them. It doesn't make me dislike them. I just hurt for them because there will be a time in their life where they will look back and realize that somewhere along the way, there was a T in the road and they took the wrong turn. Yes, I agree. Let's talk about this passion you have for cars. You talked about your dad taking you to car shows, which is great. I've been taking my son to car shows forever. He's been to the Pebble Beach Concours with me, which is happening in about a week and a half after uh, this show airs. It's so great to take a kid to a car show because there's that bonding that happens and education and you can spark something. But I would love to hear a story that instigated your personal passion for cars. Is there a pivotal moment in your life when you knew, you know what, I'm a car guy? Hmm. I mean, it was, I've had little car experiences throughout my life that were unintentional or, you know, divine intervention from somebody who wanted me to love cars, I guess. I don't know. But I mean, for sure, the car shows were a big thing in my life simply because we were going through very difficult times as a family financially. And it was such a great reprieve from the realities that we faced. Even at one point, there was a moment when our family was homeless. And except for me, my younger siblings would not have known that because we were living, we thought, I'm sure they thought we were camping because my father borrowed a, a small Winnebago from a friend of his. It was his friend's hunting and fishing Winnebago. This was up in Anchorage, Alaska. But we ended up living in that at a park for an extended period of time. And I'm sure my siblings just thought, 
for oh, camping, fun just trip. camping yeah. for a long, long time, right? Having no idea we weren't going back to the house that we had been evicted from. However, during that time, it was still normal on a Saturday for my dad to come and wake me up and say, car show. And that was it, man. I was up and dressed in 30 seconds and off we went and laughed and talked and shared a corn dog. And he taught me all the things of the world of cars. And we'd sit and talk to old men who'd be sitting next to it, who'd tell us how they rebuilt it. And they found this fender and that thing. And and I loved it. And it was, I do think, you know, people like to say that everybody is a reflection of their pets, a reflection of them. And there's some weird websites that show that's probably true. I feel like your car often can represent who you are. And so for me, cars are more than objects. They're an extension of our personalities and our hobbies and our passions. And so I don't remember not being a car guy. I just, I hate to say the phrase car guy only because I have such respect for car guys who can see something and then turn it into something else. And I can't, all I can do is pay write a check to the guy who's a car guy. <laughs> well, that's okay, too. Those car builders need guys like you. <laughs> yeah, well, thank goodness. That's my only skill. The only thing I can build with my hands is a pen and a checkbook. So Yeah, I just had John Diagostino, who's been building custom cars for over 50 years. I mean, and the stuff he builds are like dream cars. He builds crazy, insane stuff. And you look at the cars he starts with and where he ends up, and I myself, I go, not only the skill set to bend the metal and form the edges and come dream up all this stuff, but just the ingenuity of the mechanics and the design. Yeah, those kind of guys are very, very special. Oh, I honestly, I think automotive rebuilders are like surgeons. I mean, they really are amazing because, you know, you shared with me privately, you know, a medical episode you'd had with a member of your family. And I've got a daughter who's battled cancer since she was seven. And I have two grandchildren who have cystic fibrosis. And, and I look at people who can walk into that crisis situation and make it better. And I know those are extreme examples, but... When I see a car, I think, oh, how sad. Look at that old Ferrari. Man, it must have somebody wrapped it around a pole. Too bad. And then somebody else will walk by and go, you know what? That frame's still in great shape, and I love the back bumper there, and I can replace those pieces. And next thing you know, it's this drop-dead, gorgeous Ferrari, and nobody would ever know that once upon a time it had a rough life. And I love that. I feel like all of us, Mark, you and I, all of us, are salvage vehicles on one level or another. We've all gone through, <laughs> yeah. right? We yeah. have. We've gone through some difficult time. We've been in some automotive accidents, some worse than others. And we rebuild ourselves and we put ourselves back together and we get back out and we keep going. And I, I wouldn't want anybody to devalue me because of difficult parts of my life in the past. And I think it's ridiculous that people would devalue an automotive vehicle just because it went through a difficult chapter when it can be rebuilt and put right back to new again. In some cases, these rebuilders are putting cars back to above factory spec. Yeah. So, yeah, this is a cool conversation because, again, as I prepare to go to Car Week in Carmel coming up, it'll be my 31st year attending. And you walk these car shows, everything from the Carmel Mission Classic to Concorso Italiano to the works to the Legends of Autobahn, of course, uh, the great Pebble Beach Concour and the Carmel on the Avenue uh, Concour. You walk by these cars that you know have been touched by people and recreated and reformed, and they're, the stories they could tell and the people behind them and everything is great. But I'd never thought from the angle you're coming from of tying to people and the things people go through. And I'll tell you, I have a guest coming up in a few weeks that is a fascinating guy. His name is Tim Medvets. He was a motorcycle builder to the stars. He dated Cher for four years, and he was a hell's angel. 
and he was in a very bad motorcycle accident, got hit by a guy who pulled in front of him. He was doing like 100 miles an hour on his bike, and he just his body was destroyed. He was paralyzed and all this stuff. And the rehabilitation he went through to recreate himself, resurrect himself, restore himself. And then he decided during that process, which was so hard because he got addicted to painkillers and alcohol, he goes, you know what? I'm going to go climb Mount Everest. And he did. And now he's working with disabled veterans who've lost limbs to teach them that they can go out and climb mountains. And he took a guy who had no legs and that guy climbed Mount Everest. I mean, so that's both inspirational and really depressing. <laughs> well, I didn't want to go there, but I wanted it to be positive. I mean, that's no, it's just amazing <laughs> that somebody's turned their life around to that degree and can accomplish things like that because it makes those of us who are bodily abled feel inadequate. But <laughs> well, yeah. What an inspiring thing on their part, for yeah, sure. Yeah, I don't feel like going to the gym today. I'm a little sore. Right, right. <laughs> so, no, I mean, you know, <laughs> the problem with I don't mind going to the gym, the challenge I face is that somewhere between here and my gym is a crispy cream oh yeah to stay away that's from a that donut place. shop for those who aren't familiar yeah, with it. it's stay. probably the greatest donuts on planet earth <laughs> those and voodoo donuts <laughs> I, see, I put my windows down as we pass it i can smell them yeah. and i'm not 100 percent sure but i'm 90 percent sure i hear them whisper my name <laughs> from the side yeah so, don't go to those <laughs> sirens okay don't go to those sirens troy they're bad for you so <laughs> well let's talk about since we kind of went into an area of challenge and failure i'd love to ask you about a big challenge or a big failure you faced and walk me through that but more importantly what was the lesson learned how did you come out positive on the other side because i think you're a guy who always comes out of things on a positive side Oof, oof, oof. Well, if this were a five-hour podcast, I could list so many failures that it would spin your head. I think that I feel like life is mostly a series of failures, and then you harvest from that failure something of value, and then you pull it, put it in your pocket, and you go to the next one, and you go through that failure, and you harvest something of value and put it in your pocket, and eventually – you look down and you realize you have a pocket full of resources and tools, and then you pull them all out of your pocket and you build something successful. And so I'm thankful, I'm grateful for the failures in my life. I think probably my near failure really was my business. You know, I'm old, so our business started before there was an internet. And so if you had a business before the internet, you did business differently, everything from marketing to providing goods and services. And then the, and if you're in the people finding business, which is what we were in, nothing could be more disrupted than having the internet show up because before the internet, if you wanted to find somebody, you had to go to a phone book, which those of you who are too young to know what that is, Google it. Or you had to go to the library and look on microfish, or you had somebody who went down to a cemetery and rubbed tombstones and took the name and did genealogy, like crazy, crazy stuff. That was the way we did our business. And all of a sudden, this technology shows up with people like, you know, Google and Yahoo and people finding tools. I'm like, oh my gosh. And it almost crushed us. And we were in year 13. It wasn't like we were a startup. And suddenly everybody could find their own missing persons. And the only ones that called us were the ones with the crazy difficult cases. And anyway, I faced a pretty significant moment sitting out in the parking lot one morning, realizing we may or may not make payroll that week. And which was a long drop from where we had been a long fall, an elevator without a cable. We just dropped and sat there and had a little private prayer and felt some inspirational thoughts come into my mind and my heart and decided it wasn't time to give up the fight and 
went back into the building and called a staff meeting and told them it was time to completely and fully reinvent ourselves and become a technology company, which none of us knew what that even meant. And we reinvented ourselves. And we went from being international locator, which was the name of our company for 13 years. And we renamed ourselves BigHugs.com and started to build ourselves from scratch. And it wasn't two years later that Ancestry.com bought the company. So it was fantastic. But there was a pivotal moment there when I'm sure everybody, I'm sure you've had a mark, but when, when people will find themselves sitting in alone and the spotlight's gone and the crowds are gone and the, you know, the support's gone and the hope is gone. You're like, okay, this is really terrible. And it's in that moment that you reach into the disaster and you fish out a tool and you stick it in your pocket and go, but this I'm taking with me. And so for me, that was the. It's an awesome story. And thanks for taking us to what was a dark place. But here's the takeaway I hear. Reinvent yourself. Always be thinking about that because if you think about really successful entertainers, and I always use this example, and it's kind of a bizarre example, but Michael Jackson, that guy kept reinventing who he was. He even did it physically. Kind of bizarre, but he did it. And that's how he remained pertinent in the music industry. You well, know. And, I, and you say the word reinvent. I like the word rebuilt for obvious yeah. reasons. <laughs> yeah, rebuilt. <laughs> but I think that everybody will hit a point in their life when they do feel like they've been in some kind of a catastrophe, an accident, a flood, you know, hail damage, whatever it is, something has come through your life that you didn't anticipate that has done some destruction. It could even have been to your marriage. It could have been to your physical health, as some of our amazing veterans have discovered when they return home. And there's that moment where you sit alone with yourself and you decide, is this the new me, right? And you, I'm sure Mark have, have driven down the road and you see people who have damage on their car and you can tell from looking at it, that crushed back left corner of his car, it looks like it's been that way for six months or more. I mean, it's rusted, the paint's peeling. It's not like it happened Saturday. They have just decided to live and drive a car that's crushed in the back corner. And there are people, unfortunately, who pass through our lives who you will tell, you can see, you can hear in their heart. They've decided to live with the broken parts of their life. And my mission in life, I hope, is to encourage people to do exactly what you just said, Mark, which is to rebuild and to reinvent and to say, you know what? I don't have to go through life with this problem. I'm going to work past it. I'm going to get through it. I'm going to lose the weight. I'm going to get back out and do this. I'm going to re-embrace my wife, even though she thinks we don't have that thing anymore. I'm, I'm going back to work on myself and my life. And that's what, to me, rebuilding anything is all about. Yeah. Well, let's jump ahead here to your business, because this was a really nice segue into that. Branded Marketplace. I would love for you to share more about, we talked about the why, what it is, but more about the concept behind this and also why it's not necessary to be afraid of rebranded salvaged cars, of course, unless they've been repaired improperly. And I think that's where this has all come from, this being scared of this. And there's definitely a market for it. The car's value is devalued, so you can get into a car for less money. So tell me about your thoughts on that and more about what they can expect when they go to brandedmarketplace.com. Hmm. So I guess let me address the idea of rebuilt cars, first of all, salvaged and rebuilt cars, because there certainly was a time when all those fears that some of these vehicle history reporting agencies are still playing. But there was a time, right? Because back in the day, if you had a crushed car back in the 60s or 70s and you wanted to rebuild it, you went to the junkyard, you found a part, you pulled it off, it didn't quite match, you did your best. You know, A lot of guys were fixing cars in the back of their garage and their barn. 
today's automotive rebuilders are using technology that NASA didn't have 30 years ago. I mean, they're using lasers and they're using computers and they're using robotics and they are literally taking some of these vehicles back to above, above factory specifications. And so those old silly stories that our parents, our fathers used to tell us about, you know, never buy a car that's been in an accident, that just doesn't apply anymore. It's just outdated bogus information, but there are still gigantic companies who make hundreds of millions of dollars making people believe that's true. And it just isn't anymore. These rebuilders are freaking automotive scientists. It's amazing what they do. And so, yeah, you nailed it. You can go out and get a rebuilt branded title just means a car that's had an incident insurance incident. You can get a branded title vehicle for 20 to 30% off of book value, which is crazy. It changes the game. It means you don't have that depreciation. It means you don't have to buy a car with a zillion miles on it to get it down into your budget. That's the biggest problem when people buy used cars, you're buying somebody else's problems. A branded title vehicle is not that. A branded title vehicle is a car nobody wanted to get rid of, but it had an incident. And it doesn't mean a huge. I'm not talking about cars that went rolling down a mountain and caught fire and left at the bottom of a ditch. <laughs> or we're in a, in a flood, submerged in water for a week, you know? Sort of. Yeah. And, you know, even flood cars, there's another place for education for some because even a flood car it doesn't mean a submerged in water. A flood car, you know, flood cars, I don't want to go too far into the weeds, but 10 seconds. A flood car can be a level one, two, three, or four flood. A level one means the water never touched the car, but it was near the car. And that happens when a car dealership, uh, you know, a hurricane goes through, floods the community. The bottom south corner of the parking lot of the Chevy dealer is underwater. Every car on the lot will be written off by the insurance company, even the cars that aren't down in the bottom south corner. And so you'll have cars labeled flood that never saw water. You'll see cars that were labeled flood when the water only came into the floorboards. We're talking about carpet. The carpet got wet and they label it a flood car and sell it. So people just have to know that it's not, it's almost never what it seems. And as you probably know, if you've ever had an accident, insurance companies will total a vehicle now for the most ridiculous things because it's just parts have gotten expensive. And so they're like, you know what? Why would you fix that? You're at 60% of value now just by having to do the back quarter panel and the bumper. So we're going to total it. Well, now it's a branded title car and you you can buy it. And some guy's going to go who's got genius technology in a shop. He's going to go put brand new parts on it and sell it. And you're going to get it for 30% less. So let me ask you this, because this is the one that's the question going through my mind. I know it's going through listeners. How do you protect yourself to know the car was corrected or repaired correctly? That's the scary part, because we all seen these 60 minute shows of, oh, my gosh, my car was fixed. And look, they didn't even weld the frame back together right. Yeah. So again, those stories are fewer and fewer because of the fact that the industry has gotten so high tech. But for sure, you want somebody, you want to buy a rebuilt vehicle from somebody who can show you a list of the parts replaced, who can, a lot of these guys will put warranties on it, short-term warranties on it. You know, I'm a big fan of, I don't know if you've heard of them, but they're Autosource. The company's called Autosource. They're a national chain of car dealers and they sell rebuilt and branded title cars. They have warranties on their cars. A car that's been rebuilt properly should be eligible for an extended warranty. So you don't have to have any of those fears or concerns. We live in the age of the internet now. So there's no secrets. If somebody's selling, building and selling sucky, crappy cars, you're going to see that immediately because somebody's already gone online and reviewed it and put out photos. So the odds of stumbling into a car that's been poorly put back together are slim these days. Most of these guys, as soon as they try to build and sell a car that's done poorly, 
They're out of business because they get a one star and nobody will do business with them anymore. It's just not that universe anymore. If people want to be scared, here's what you should be scared of. And that is clean title cars. That's what people don't understand. These cars that have clean titles, a massive number of them, and I'm not going to throw percentages out there because then I get lawyers calling me, but a massive percentage of clean title cars are actually not clean titles. But for a million different reasons, you'll never, ever, ever know the truth about that car. For example, there's entire fleets of rental car companies. The big rental car companies are self-insured. So it doesn't matter what happens. And we all know how people treat rental cars. They never have to. It doesn't matter what happens to the car. They don't have to, in many cases, change the policy, the title or report it at all. You look at how many guys end up in an accident with somebody and they sit there on the side of the road exchanging information like, look, I can't report this to my insurance. My rates will go through the roof. I'll pay to fix your car or you pay to fix my car or whatever. And so it doesn't matter. The damage is there. It should have been a branded title car, but it's they're going to lie and they're going to say it's a clean title. You don't know when somebody left the sunroof open during the rainstorm and the entire inside got saturated. That car probably got more water than an actual flood vehicle. So the cars with the worst Transparency are clean title cars. The cars where you will learn everything about its history are branded title cars because you can Google, I'm sure you know this, but you can Google a VIN and see photos of a damaged car. Yeah, it's amazing. You know, this yeah. is all really educational, and that's why I wanted to have you on the show, and I'm so happy that we were able to expose some of this and talk about this. I think it's great. Again, the, the website is brandedmarketplace.com. I'll have a link to it on Troy's show notes page. You can go there and check it out. This is pretty cool what you're doing. Troy, up next is the last lap. Before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Do you know the best way to protect your vehicle, both the exterior and the interior, is with a car cover? I've been using Covercraft car covers since 1975. That's right, 1975. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft has been manufacturing premium quality exterior and interior covers for over 50 years with a stellar reputation for durability and design. They're the world's largest manufacturer of custom patterned vehicle covers that are crafted to fit over 80,000 patterns and growing. They are the only cover I'll put on my vehicles. You can choose from a wide variety of fabrics, styles, colors, and more. From full cover designs for factory to custom-made vehicles, plus convertible top covers, trucks, truck cab coolers, motorcycles, scooters, ATVs, trailers, campers, personal watercraft, and a wide variety of custom features. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark sent you. That's Covercraft.com. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah! podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at carsyeah.com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah! website at carsyeah.com. Hey, Mark Green here from Cars Yeah! Did you know you can now see me 
on the Cars Yeah TV show. It's a weekly visit to some of my past Cars Yeah podcast guests, and I take you along for the ride. You go behind the garage door and into their lives, their businesses, and you get to see what makes them successful. With tens of millions of viewers, Cars Yeah TV is making its mark. Cars Yeah TV is available on Mav TV and Lucas Oil Racing TV. You'll find Mav TV on Direct TV, Fubo TV, Fios by Verizon, or you can stream it through Lucas Oil Racing Television online. And they said I only had a face for podcasting. Okay, Troy, we are back, and I have a bit of an introspective question for you. Since we're talking about coming back or rebuilding or restoring, if you came back tomorrow as a vehicle, manifested as a vehicle, what would Troy be and why? (laughs) I would be the vehicle that I once owned and sold and regret terribly for having ever sold, which is an H1 Hummer. Ah, yeah, the real deal. (laughs) I'm 6'3", I'm 250, I'm an old college football player. I'm not very good on my feet when it comes to dancing. I'm a bull in a china cabinet, but I get the job done. And my H1 Hummer was totally who I would be as a vehicle. I like it, very cool. Well, we're entering the last lap, a bit of a lightning round. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of that Hummer. One throttle, each one Hummer. Cool. Yeah, I've got some friends with some of those. All right, here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? The one my dad told me, don't buy new, don't buy used, buy rebuild or branded. Yeah, there you go. Would you share a personal habit you believe has contributed to your many successes over the years? I am a self-described recovering multitasker. And so I have (laughs) learned that those who start many things finish very few. So I focus on one thing at a time now. Good man. Do you have a resource that you'd like to share with our listeners? I think I know of one. (laughs) (laughs) I would definitely say if you're curious about buying or selling your own rebuilt car, I would go to brandedmarketplace.com. We've tried to revolutionize the industry. We've upset a lot of people by doing it, but uh, you'll never have to worry about finding a clean title car there, and there will never be advertisers allowed to sell automotive vehicle history reports there that scare people into believing false truths. I love disruptors, so congratulations. That's really cool. (laughs) If I could arrange for you to sit down and have a meal or a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would that individual be? Hands down, John DeLorean. Oh, I was a huge fan of of the DeLorean. I was an 80s kid. I realized he got in trouble with questionable actions with some cocaine dealing in the vehicle industry. I'm still not sure it's actually accurate. He was a disruptor of the highest level in the automotive industry from the materials he built his car out to the design of it. And you can appreciate that as a designer. And the fact that nobody jumped on his tails and started coming out with cool cars like that blows my mind. I would love to sit and have a meal and get inside the head of John DeLorean. Yeah, interesting fellow. So there's a great book, John DeLorean or John DeLorean and Me, about kind of the history of that business. I'll have to send you a link to that. It's very, very cool. I'll read every bit of it. I've watched every documentary I can get my hands on. There you go. Speaking of books, is there a book that you'd like to share that you've read? <laughs> Well, I, gosh, I hate to sound like I'm trying to be self-promotional because I'm not. But the truth is I've written more books than I've read. Really? And, uh, wow. And the one I would recommend, and honestly, it's out of print and it's hard to find, but there's still copies out there. So I'm not promoting it because, you know, it's out of print. But uh, it's one I wrote with Dr. Phil, and it's called Family, the Good F Word. 
And it's my attempt to try to give people some tools that are really straightforward, very raw. It's not something you would read in your children in the room. But for a a husband and wife who are hanging on to threads to keep their relationship together, I would say before you bail, pick up a copy of Family, the Good F Word. Very nicely done. I'll remind our listeners, you can find links to all these resources on Troy's Cars Yeah show notes page. Just go to CarsYeah.com, type in Troy Dunn with two N's. All right, Troy, we're up to the checkered flag. This is a fun one. I call it a bit of a doozy. Today, I'm going to buy you any cool collector car on the planet. But there are some rules to this game that might make it a challenge for you. One, you can't sell it to uh, take care of those eight kids or put them all through college or or start a business. You got to keep the car. It's the only collector car you can have. And you have to drive it. No garage queens allowed here. What's it going to be? Oh, I probably already tipped my hand to what that would be. It would definitely be a 1982 DeLorean. The DeLorean to me represents so many things. Symbolically, it's my youth. It was an interrupt. Because it was the vehicle featured in all of the Back to the Future movies, for me, it's a symbol of hope and belief in the future. And I've always wanted to have one in my collection, in fact. And I've gotten close to buying one a couple of times, and then it got bad out from under me. And so well, I will have one one day. But if you're able to gift it to me here and now, that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. For sure, my dream car is a 1982 DeLorean. DeLorean, very cool. You know, my on the new side, Cars Yeah! television show for season two, we shot at the Peterson Museum in Los Angeles. And they took us down to the vault, which is down in the basement where they keep a whole bunch of cars. And down there is a gold-plated DeLorean. Maybe I'll get you that car, a gold-plated We're DeLorean. not far from Christmas. If Just keep me in mind. That's okay, all I'm saying. I'll do that. See if I can pry that out of their hands. That's going to be a tough one. Well, Troy, you've taken me on an awesome ride today. This has been very educational, very fun. I want to thank you for sharing your stories and thank you for sharing your journey and this very cool business you put together, Branded Marketplace, brandedmarketplace.com. Please, could you give us one little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you rip off into the sunset in your very own DeLorean? I would repeat what I said earlier in the show that is at the bottom of all my emails because it is truly what I believe, and that is that no success in life compensates for failure in the home. Align your priorities. Grab the ones you love. They're not here forever. Everything else can wait. Absolutely. And again, the best place for people to find you is that brandedmarketplace.com? They can. They can go to troydunn.com and check out clips from my old TV shows and stuff like that. And yeah, I'm always available. I'm on Facebook at uh, Troy the Locator. I'm out there. You're out there, definitely. And I'm on your site now, right? Yeah, now you're on Cars Yeah. So uh, yeah, you can Fantastic. add me. Fantastic. That's me. where they can find me at carsyeah.com. <laughs> there you go. You can add me with the Dr. Phil and Oprah and Barbara Walters. I'm in a and good Mark Green. And Mark Absolutely. Green. I'm in a good group of very talented people. Troy, thanks for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing your experiences with the Cars Yow listeners. Until you and I talk again, my friend, I'll see you down the road. Mark, thank you so much, my friend. I'll see you in the fast lane. Absolutely. Hopefully not hitting the guardrails. (laughs) (laughs) Rebuilt. There you go. You take care of your cars. But who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important, too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. 
For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified, and he's a car guy, too. Learn more at chrisvkimble.com or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.